0: Welcome to Wayward Writers. We are very excited for this episode all about the Descriptive Thesaurus Collection that is co-authored by our guest today, Becca Puglisi. Will you please tell us a little bit about her? Absolutely, I would be honored. So Becca
1: Puglisi is an international speaker, writing coach, and best-selling author of The Emotion Thesaurus and Other Resources for Writers. Her books have sold over 1 million copies and are available in multiple languages, are sourced by U.S. universities, and are used by novelists, screenwriters, editors, and psychologists around the world. She is passionate about learning and sharing her knowledge with others through her blog, Writers Helping Writers, so definitely go check it out. Welcome, Becca. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. We are thrilled to have you. So... We got to know, how did you get into writing and what did you write before you started the Thesaurus collection?
2: I have a really like unorthodox path to writing. I wasn't one of these people who wrote all the time. My son wrote his first story at four. Like he's already written a novel. He's been doing it his whole life. And that was totally not me. I was 30 years old and I was in a position where I I needed to make a little extra money. And so I I prayed and I said, God, how can I make some money? And he said to me, write a book. And had I known more about writing and less about God at that time, I probably would have said, okay, that's a terrible idea. I said, okay, well, you know, I'm teaching first grade, I'm reading all of these books all the time, I can write a kid's book. So I wrote a chapter book and it was terrible. But I loved it. I just, I really loved the process and all the different pieces of it. And I felt like even though the, the, the end result was not great, like I had kind of a knack for it. So I just kept doing it. I, I, I tried some picture books. That was even harder. Yes. And then I went to a young adult and I wrote quite a bit of, of historical fiction and fantasy for young adults. And that's how I got started. That's, that's what I did in the beginning. Great. Wow. Well.
0: That's really cool. How did
2: you and Angela meet? And can you tell us a little bit about her and your partnership? Yeah, we both started writing. She's in Canada, and I'm in Florida. So we're like way far apart. We both started writing about the same time. I had finished my book and, you know, so smart. I just started sending it to publishers like it hadn't been edited. Nobody had (laughs) looked at it. I thought, it's finished. This is the next step. And I got a I got a response back. It was handwritten, which was everything wow. back then, you know, and this editor was basically saying, listen, this is not how it works. You need to, you need somebody to edit this book. You need other people to read it. And I said, okay. So I went looking for critique groups and I found critique circle, which is an online space for people to submit their work and, and have people critique it and for them to critique other people's work. And so I joined that site in 2004 and Angela had just joined as well. And we found each other in the kidlit section and just fell in love with each other's writing and started a long-term critique partner relationship. And that's kind of how we got started. We did that for a while, for about four years. And then I was pregnant with my first child. I was getting ready to take a break from writing. And, and she sent me an email and said, listen, if, if we're If we're gonna publish our fiction, we have to have an online presence. We have to have something online. We both know this, so let's do it together because it'll be much easier to do it together. And I'm like six months pregnant. I mean, I'm like, this is the timing, terrible. But I realized that she was completely correct. So at that point we started a blog. It's Writers Helping Writers Now. It was called The Bookshelf Muse when we first started. And that that's really where our professional relationship began. But we've been together now for 20 years. Which wow. is crazy. That's crazy amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, it's awesome. And
1: can we go back to that handwritten editorial letter for just a second? Even then, that is huge. Like, thank goodness that editor took yes yeah. the time yeah. to reach out. You know, and I think that's what makes this industry amazing is finding those people that that you know you just generally they want to help. They want to help writers. They want to yeah. grow. And I. I think that's awesome. And then also the timing, right? It never feels like the right timing for anything that has to do with Friday, at least in my opinion. It's true. Well, it would be better if I waited. And the thing is, right, there's always something. Now, granted, there's a season for everything. Sometimes you you need a break, right? But it's nice that you had Angela, and I think it's nice when any of us have an accountability partner, to like lovingly nudge and be like, right, but if not, now when? You know? Okay, so I am a huge fan of what we all are. That's why I wanted you to be, I guess. And the emotion thesaurus was the first. So what ignited this idea that spurred you guys to go forward and write it?
2: When we were writing our fiction, I kept seeing in my own writing, my characters were always shrugging, shuffling their feet and frowning. They were like just constant. And so I I would, I kept trying to, come up with other ways of expressing those emotions and I just I couldn't think like how else do they show frustration or embarrassment or whatever and I went to Angela and I'm like I keep noticing this and she said oh my gosh I have the same problem but my characters are always smiling or clenching their fists and she had a whole other set but it was the same problem so I said let's like let's start a list like let's start lists of major emotions and just start brainstorming different things that are happening externally different things that are happening inside so that we know and we have resources for how to show those emotions instead of just using the same descriptors over and over so that's how it actually started we we had probably i don't know eight nine ten main emotions that we were working with we took it to our critique group and they all said gosh this is exactly what i need and we were like wow this is This is like a universal problem that people have kind of in the beginning. Sure. And so when we started our blog, we thought, okay, we want a blog for authors. We want material that authors can use that's going to be really practical and helpful for them. Why don't we take those lists and once a week we'll do a new emotion. And so we're giving people what they want. They're going to come back because it's something that they need. And so that's what we did. That was the first thing we started at the blog, and it just blew up. Like people were coming in droves just for that one thing every Saturday to see the next emotion and the different things that we had come up with. And we realized, okay, this is a problem that didn't have a solution. And we just stumbled on the solution really out of our own necessity in our own writing, realizing we needed to find a, a solution to our own problem. So that's how the emotion of the source started. And it was very widely accepted. People were kind of clamoring for us to put it in book form and so we decided to do that in 2012 and that's where it all started. The rest is history. That's right. So what made you want
0: to just put it out self-pub instead of trying to, again, go the traditional route with it?
2: Angela and I, that was completely our path. That was what we wanted. We wanted the letter of acceptance saying, you're awesome, and we want to publish your book. And so that was always our plan, and we started moving in that direction, but we started seeing pieces of our content on other people's sites. People were basically lifting oh. the lists off of our blog at sites without any, you know, credit or link backs or anything. Couldn't wait. Wow. And we That's realized terrible. We, we can't wait. We can't wait to, to do a traditional contract. Sure. It's going to be you know, two years probably before we even get to the point of we'd have to get an agent yeah. and, you know, shop it around. And so we said, we have no time. We have to do it ourselves. Terrifying because that was, again, 2011, 2012, when there was still a big stigma about self-publishing sure. and it wasn't widely accepted or respected and we knew nothing about the process. Like, we had zero idea how to go about it. We had to figure it all out ourselves, but that's why, that's why we went that route and oh my gosh, we are so excited that we did it that way because yeah, definitely. for all of the reasons, it's just definitely the right decision. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And for our viewers,
1: if you haven't gotten a chance, our first few episodes talk about the pros and cons of traditional publishing and self-publishing and hybrid and small houses and so that elaborates kind of what Anbeka is talking about and obviously it was the right business move and the right for probably your sanity like you know seeing your work other places you know what I mean we we all you know that that can happen so good for you guys for being brave and you know diving into something yep. you didn't know no matter what the path is i mean that is huge so bravo to both of you
2: talking about the poor timing i mean we then had to really kind of rush and figure it all out and get it done and i had a I had a two and a three-year-old i think at the time mm. and i remember vividly editing sitting at my computer trying to edit and i had one kid with a fake thermometer in my mouth and the other one had the, sure
1: the blood pressure cup and they're like oh and i just remember thinking oh my gosh that's
2: crazy what am i doing this is my life i had a picture i'm just yet. gonna say i had say, a picture of that that would have encompassed like a whole span of years
1: um, Becca, why did but, you have yeah. time to go find your camera and take that picture <laughs> gosh darn it Yes. No, that a is brain. a priceless moment right there, and a great story. Thank you for sharing that because yeah. I remember when mine were little, and even now that they're teenagers, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, well, you you would know those boundaries now." And you, right? You try to teach them, but you know, you're still parenting or whatever. You know, many hats, right? So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're glad you endured it, yes, and and kept going because we love your we love your book. So, can you describe your the fourth collection and how? writers can use them, and is there anything in your thesauruses beyond examples or similar words?
2: Yeah, thesaurus I think is, you know, it's a little bit misleading because you have a very specific picture in mind of a thesaurus, you know, it's, it's a list of words that convey the same meaning, but mm-hmm. we have, we chose that word because the format is like a thesaurus in that it's lists and not like a narrative, you know, paragraphs of information. But like in the emotion thesaurus, we have a two-page spread for the different emotions and we have what I'm trying to find. There we go. So like we have it looks like this and we look at all the physical signals and behaviors of feeling confused and there's all these different options here and then internal sensations, what's happening inside like the the drop in the belly or the the butterflies in the stomach or tense muscles, all the stuff that only the viewpoint character can reference uh, mental responses. We have acute or long-term responses for somebody who's kind of stuck in that situation for a long time. The situation changes, their responses are going to change. Um, and then signs of suppression, since a lot of characters are going to try to hide their feelings. Right, And then we have emotions that could escalate too. So people know, you know, okay, my character's confused. What is going to happen next? They're either going to escalate or they're going to deescalate and what emotions might follow that situation. And there's a writer's tip at the bottom of each page. And each book is is a little bit different. It has different material. We try to think, okay, what is going to be most useful for writers to help them primarily show this element of storytelling, whether it's emotions or settings emotional wounds, you know, that is a whole different animal because it's, it dives pretty deep into psychology. And so it's got a lot of, of the steps, you know, when a character experiences a wound, what happens next? What happens after that? What lies do they believe? What fears are going to develop? What dysfunctional behaviors are going to come out of that? What personality traits will form? So it just depends on the content, but we have just different fields that we we tried to think, what would be most helpful? In helping the author to show this whatever it is to to their readers but also to help uh, authors understand how it all works and how it kind of goes together because all of these elements they're not they're not standalone you know emotions come from somewhere and they lead to other things and sometimes there's conflict involved right. and sometimes there's a wound involved and so it's all kind of related in different ways and so we want to really instruct with these as much as we do offer brainstorming and there's always instructive front matter i should say there's the first 30 or four pages 30 or 40 pages that they go over different elements of that storytelling um piece and explain the different problems that arise how to troubleshoot how to show not tell sometimes how it relates to villains instead of just to the protagonist like a it's, work it's a, lot. It's, it's a workshop in the front which
1: i
0: love it is a workshop that's exactly what i was thinking
1: when i when i purchased my first one like a decade ago because i still have the original i need to upgrade the original the first edition and i was thrilled just to get the list right and then the first 40 pages nice. i was like this! <laughs> and i'm a i know you can also get the online version but like i'm a tactile person so i know i have yeah, to schlep them too. around when i travel But, you know, there's something about being able to look and find it. And so I think that's that's huge. Can you you listed a few of them? But would you mind just letting like what all the ones that you currently have published right now? Because a lot of times people I, I know, like the setting ones, that was a huge thing, like making your settings become a character in their own, which is a total help with those. So.
2: Yeah, we started with emotions and then when we finished that and it kind of had done really well, we thought, okay, well, what can we write about next? And we always go back to our own writing. Like, what are we struggling with? And we were having some problems with characters and characterization. And so we thought, okay, we'll tackle character traits. So we have a positive trait thesaurus and a negative trait thesaurus that talks about like where those come from, how they develop how you can create a character with a mixture that makes sense, and it's not just like random, oh, I like this one, or this one's always been interesting. You know, building a character with traits that make sense. After that was the setting thesauruses. We have an urban setting and a rural setting volume that basically looks at different locations you might include in your story and what are the smells, textures, sounds, tastes, sights that you might experience there so that authors even if they can't get to a certain location and they want to write about it they can write about it in a multi-sensory way which is you know super engaging after that it was the emotional wound thesaurus which again looks at wounds and basically your characters past events what has happened to them and what has resulted because of those wounds that has created who they are at the start of your story as kind of a stuck semi-broken character that is going to have to undergo this change over the course of your story. Then we looked at occupations. That was interesting because it was is kind of not an obvious one, but we were looking at, gosh, all the ways that you can use occupations in your story if you choose them thoughtfully. You know they can characterize, they can hint at motivation. They can hint at what's wrong. You know if someone is running from something and they have taken a certain job because it allows them to escape or, not have to go that way. Lots of different things there. And then we, we did the conflict thesaurus, which has two volumes again, just because there were too many complex scenarios to put into one book. And emotion amplifiers is a, is an e booklet. It's not a paperback because it's so small. That one we did kind of in the middle somewhere. We had, when we were writing the emotion thesaurus, we kept coming up against these things that weren't exactly emotions but they they were really really closely related to emotions and what we determined is that they're not emotions themselves but they amplify their states or conditions that amplify the emotional state of the character like injury like when you get when you get sick when you're feeling bored when you experience attraction like all of these things are temporary states that that elevate the character's emotions and then put them in a vulnerable state where they very often are going to act rashly or make mistakes or misread situations. And so we thought, okay, well, we don't have really enough for a paperback book. We'll just put that into a an ebook. So we've had it's got 15 entries in it, but we are actually redoing that one. And that's going to be our next publication coming out in May. Over time we have realized, wow, there's a lot more of these than just the initial 15 that Mm we thought about. And there's a lot more that they can do in your story so we've expanded it into a second edition and it's gonna be in form and
1: like a real book that's great and if people are not familiar with these thesaurus like there's two perspectives well there's probably more to go at them right like it can be a resource and you know for me to but you can also like read it like a book from front to cover you know like the If you don't know where you want your setting or you don't know what job you want this person, I feel like it gives you more of a creative instead of maybe picking the one that's really common to, like, you could almost go backwards instead of what would a, you know therapists do and be like, I want my character to have these traits. What occupation? You know, it's very fascinating.
2: It's cool that you can kind of approach it from yes. different directions and not necessarily the linear way that we tend to think that we would be planning. Correct. And people do use it the ways that you're saying they, they may come to it. Oh, I'm going to get this book because I'm writing about this. And I know that this is in there and I want that information. Um, but a lot of people will just use it as brainstorming resource Mm -hmm. to look through and see what's interesting or oh my gosh I've never thought about that or that would actually be perfect in my story and I never considered it um yeah so it's it's they are cool they can be kind of multifunctional that way sure
0: so I I love these books and I'm not trying to be negative here but I am going to play the devil's advocate sure for a moment because I do feel like you can only contain so many of these ideas in a book and do you think that providing this easier solution than having to imagine something or have have the author come up with something original, do you feel like this is narrowing the scope of possibilities for the writer that uses this thesaurus?
2: Well, I think that what we do with these books is we encourage people to think beyond what we actually have in the books. There are, yes, the Emotion Thesaurus has... How many? 130 different emotions, but there are others that we didn't include because they were too similar or they were really close to something already. There is nothing to stop other people from, you know, taking the format that we have done and just making their own, you know, adding a new emotion to their book and creating their own behaviors and their internal sensations and the mental responses for that emotion. And in the same way, take the existing entry and add to it because they're by no means like you said comprehensive a problem that i think we've had to kind of overcome is that some people look at these books and they think well you know you shouldn't just you can't just take this stuff and just plop it into your book that's not going to make for a good story it's not going to make for a realistic character and they're 100 right that's not the intention that we had you know, we don't want this to be used as a cut and paste tool. This is really supposed mm-hmm. to be used as brainstorming. And then you take something that fits for your character and you tweak it to fit exactly what is needed for your character or your story. That's the best way, you know, cause to make your characters authentic and to make everything tie together into your story is to take what we have and make it your own and make it fit and work for your situation
0: that's great and i think it gives a good pattern too for doing that because you know it helps you i mean there's a lot of stuff in those books that i never would have thought of so i think that it does provide like a good pattern for you to make your own or add to it like you said yep. give you things you wouldn't have thought of
2: for sure i mean so. like the occupation thesaurus oh my gosh like i mean there were thousands that we right. have chosen and we really had to narrow it down and, and figure out what is going to be most useful what combination of really popular and helpful careers but also the ones that are not mainstream mm-hmm. that people may not have thought of to give them ideas and we get constantly <laughs> emails from people can you create this one?" oh i'm sure this, i was gonna yeah. ask you
1: just so you know, this was my experience, and I think that's like you're saying is the beauty of it. It's it's kind of like the conversation about AI, or you know, like with writing, like it doesn't bring the experience to it. Right. it it's yeah, that is what you're giving. You're giving writers a tool that we can bring our experiences exactly. or experiences of other people to it, and that is the beauty of
0: storytelling. So that's great okay okay wait i have to insert a question here (laughs) in the occupational of is there a
2: literary agent and a writer in there there is a ghost writer oh there's an agent probably smart becca
1: i want to request that one what about about an editor i mean let's get honest here
2: we don't want to upset people (laughs) You know that would be the wrong one to like get wrong and <laughs> yes. disrepresent that's so no, funny that's funny
1: that ghost writing one though that's interesting so it's all interesting
2: yeah we and again we tried to think okay the people who are reading this book they're authors themselves they're writing novels you know that may not they can kind of figure that out themselves what can we yeah absolutely feel sure. is a little that that could be applicable that is a little bit different again just to to provide enough information that they can they branch out and 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 do other aspects of writing, or yeah. you know come up with new ideas that are in the field but a little bit different just to to give it a little bit of a twist that's awesome so what is which one is your favorite, and why becca? I really like the setting the sources because for sentimental reasons i my kids again were four and five at that time. And Angelo and I really wanted to go to as many of the locations as we could to get firsthand experience. And so I dragged my kids all over the world to all the different places. We went to the marina. We went to the train station. We went to the zoo. I took them to the liquor store. That's I amazing. Mean, like, that was not the best, probably parenting choice, but I love it. It was just, I felt like at that time I was. I was killing it as a mom like I was balancing I was doing the work and I was also with my kids and we were doing meaningful activities and we were out of the house and we were spending time together and I just remember thinking of that time as like feeling just really good about where I was Mm. and the choices I had made with career and family Um, and just those are kind of special moments now that I have in my memories with my kids so when I'm looking back through those books I can remember you know when we went here when we went there uh, the Emotional Wound Thesaurus, too, it, from a, a writing standpoint, is is my favorite because mm-hmm. it's. I think it has so much information in it. It's really steeped in psychology. We got really deep into that because we wanted to... We want our characters to mirror real life so that readers can relate to them and it all rings true. And to do that, we had to figure out what is the process? Like when these horrible things happen to us in life, what results from that? How does a person get from the person they were five years ago and this terrible thing happens? And now all of a sudden they're here and they're different. Um, we wanted to figure all of that out. So I think that that book was the most eye opening and like, Oh my gosh, as we were. Researching it was just revelatory, like figuring out things about yourself and about mm-hmm. other people in your life, and it's so much information about the whole character arc. you know here's who they were in the past, here's who they are right now at the start of your story, and here's what they have to do in order to become fulfilled and and achieve their goals at the end of the story. It's kind of like the whole picture, so yeah. I like that one too, for those reasons. Oh,
1: that one's my favorite. No. For sure. Oh, is it? Yeah, I just, and sometimes when I first got it, you know, I wanted to devour it in a hole, but like I had to do it digestible because 100%. it was like either like, oh my goodness, you know, for unknown wounds that I don't have. And then other times it was almost like a therapy session, you know, very therapeutic and eye-opening for yourself. So um, I yes. can't imagine... Yeah the research you know that went into and i'm sure there was moments even for you and angela where you were like okay i need to pause for a minute this is too close yeah. to home or oh that's why this would, person feels that it's, had yeah to, i just yeah
2: we had to add extra time oh like i bet we always plan it all out and okay this is what we did last time this is what we're going to do this time and we we couldn't go and go and go we had to stop and take a break sure. much more often during the writing of it because it's just It's
0: heavy.
2: It's heavy. Mm -hmm. And just realizing, okay, the weight of, yes, we're trying to provide information to authors, but these are real things that people are dealing with and struggling with on a daily basis. And how do we handle that responsibly? It was, it was a lot. Yeah. I bet. But so worth it. You know, I mean, the end result Mm -hmm. has just, again, that whole, that whole timeline, the whole picture of how it all plays out and how you can apply it to a character in a story. I think it's it's super helpful. Well, we think
1: so. I was just at a workshop weekend and I asked what craft books do you recommend? And they recommended your okay. thesaurus collection. So, you yeah. know, it's, there's a reason for it. So we really appreciate you and Angela. You know, digging deep for yourself and being vulnerable to experience all of those things, and then we get to search the ones we
0: want. To That's right. Ship <laughs> <Skip> around. <laughs> so, switching gears a little bit, how did one stop their writer come to be?
2: We had three books out. We were working on the setting books, and someone contacted us. His name was Lee Powell, and he had written everything for Scrivener for for Linux and and Word he was an author like on the side and he just said, I, I love your thesauruses, they're so helpful. I think it would be really great to have an online database with all of your entries so that they're hyperlinked and people can search across all of them. What do you think about that? And we were like, yes, oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. So we partnered with him and created One Stop for Writers and that was the initial idea for it. And as we published new thesauruses, we just add the entries there. But we kept thinking, like, okay, we have this vehicle, and it's got all of our content. Um, what would be really helpful is, like, a story mapping tool so people can plan out the structure of their story. And so we created a story structure tool. And then we thought, okay, we have all this content that plays into character arc between the emotion the source, and the negative and positive traits and emotional wounds. We, let's make a a character builder where people can build their character from scratch and figure out the backstory, the motivations, the physical details, all of that and have it all in one spot, uh, and build their character from the ground up. And so we, we built that. So it's just really grown and evolved as we've realized the different things that we could create with that website so that's actually a subscription based site and it's got all of the entries for our thesauruses even the ones that are not published they're all hyperlinked searchable and then we have you know tools for world building we have worksheets we have tip sheets we have uh just all the different things that we thought would be helpful in the different aspects of storytelling we've got lots of resources there
0: so this i mean essentially that makes a bible right for
2: your book a book
0: bible so then is that i mean is that just saved on that site or can you download your book bible or is that just stay
2: there and then you just have access to it you can use it online it's everything saved in your workspace on the site but you can generate pdfs of everything and download those for reference um,
0: wow okay awesome that's very wow that's amazing
2: it's a great
1: investment and or gift idea you know, I feel like sometimes, yeah, at, for sure. you know, we get to a certain age where it's like, well, what do you want? And it's like, well, I have, you know, this is a great opportunity to get something that you need and, and you want. Even if you don't need it, it just makes your life easier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Good it's enough. all in one place and I love the cropped reference right. and because, you know, sometimes right. it's like, not, it's not really a rabbit hole. It's important to your character arc and your development, but you don't necessarily know which... Which you know route to take, and and so that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now forget AI. Just go to one step. Right. That's right. Don't stop worrying about that. We'll we'll, we'll figure this <laughs> Please, that's what I keep telling myself. And Nikki, you have too much to do to
0: be worried about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other, whole other episode. No, that is a whole other episode. We're like playing another episode. Yeah, it really is. That's I don't even honest. want to think about. So what I? is the best way
1: for people to get their hands on the source collection? You know, is there discounts for paperback or if you purchase the whole
2: set? We don't have discounts simply because we price the paperbacks especially special. Well, both of them actually the paperbacks and digital as low as we can. Yeah. We do offer discounts for like bulk orders for booksellers and and conferences and things if they're ordering a a whole shwack of books. But uh, there is information on each book at our website at writershelpingwriters.net on the bookstore page. You can click on the book you're interested in and it takes you to all of the different links where you can buy it wherever you prefer to buy, whether it's Amazon or Kobo or Barnes & Noble, Google or whatever. It's all there on our site.
1: That's great. And I feel like these books are... Addictive, like not in a way from you guys, but just the wealth of information you get that then you're like, well, yeah. wait, where's the next one? And so, you know, it's nice to to have them all there. So for sure. Yeah. And you kind of gave us a sneak peek about the emotional amplifier being published. Correct. Is there any others that we can have some teasers about that you
2: can share? We, 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 go one book at a time so we have no idea what the next one will be we'll wrap this one up in may it'll be out into the world and once that's finished we'll start planning the next one and looking at different collections we've done we do a new thesaurus at the blog each year to kind of gauge interest and see what the response is some of them have been okay but not really a great response or or is there really enough here for like a whole book those just stay at the site or at one stop but we have a, a some good you know, the sources that we started that we got some good feedback about cool. and, and those are the ones that kind of go into the hopper for ideas for next time and we just have to figure out if it would make a good book if we would be able to fill it up with really helpful and practical content.
0: That's fair. Wow. Love it. Well, we are so grateful that you came and spent some time with us today. We're both fans and and everybody go buy beckon's book yes please many book books for sure i know thank i you. have
1: and check out thank one for- stop writers and writing help yeah. writers.net i mean these are all great resources that heather stephanie and i have used and people continue yeah. to recommend that we don't even know so obviously something is going on so yeah. we appreciate you back thank you so so much and good
0: luck we'll yeah. be looking for the next one
2: Thank you so much. Absolutely.